Uh, this is Julie Johnson back with you for our ladies study. Remember our base is Living Free with Beth Mower. Um, and we are in let's see week four day three. We are going to talk about a picture of satisfaction like I promised you last time. Now Within this study is another little study. Um, so rather than go so long, because I think on these recordings that gets kind of boring because we can't have a bunch of feedback, um, I'm going to do that as a separate little study uh, later on. I'll probably just post it as an extra study. It's kind of like a sidebar. I'll explain it in a minute. Now, a picture of satisfaction. Let's look at the traits of being satisfied. We were talking about soul satisfaction last time. Now, we know that as humans, we tend to try to fill ourselves up with all kinds of things to satisfy us. And the only thing that really satisfies us, we discovered, is definitely God. So, filling yourself up with anything else is idolatry and we talked about that so now let's find out what it looks like when we are satisfied when we're filling ourselves up with God with the Holy Spirit with the right things um, let's look at Psalm 63:1, and there's actually a couple of different variations on this that I used with the study she has one here and I'm not really sure what she which type of Bible she's using I use the King James and I use the Holman um, and then hers is still a little different it says Psalms 63:1. Oh God you are my God earnestly I seek you my soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Now the King James Version says early. Um, instead of earnestly I seek you, it says early I seek you. Um, so basically I get out of that that it, the first thing we are supposed to do is to seek God and that's why they refer to that as early now in the Holman it says eagerly I seek you so that tells me three things earnestly we're to seek earnestly which is hard and with our heart really really searching to find it and so we're supposed to be finding God finding what he would have us do and early should be the first thing that we seek and eagerly it should be something that we seek just eagerly just with with all desire just can't wait to find God and find what our satisfaction is in God so the thing about this is is 
for these three words to have been used in three different versions, basically whatever Hebrew word was used here had probably all three of these meanings, and that's why it can be translated a little different. Um, Hebrew is a language that is just, and Greek both are much more expressive than the English language. We use a lot more words to express the same things as Hebrew or Greek would. Um, we're going to look at some traits of a satisfied soul. First, you are not empty. A satisfied soul is filled with God or the Holy Spirit. And, and literally, it just is so full that, that it makes them, number two, more pleasant and have a better attitude. They're enjoyable to be around. Now, we all know Christians that are grumpy. <laughs> we all know Christians that we have seen that, you know, they're like, bless me if you dare. And I don't know if they even realize they're that way, but... We have met those. We've met those that tend to um, think it's, everything's got to be their way or the highway, or they tend to cause trouble in church because they're just fussy, fussy, fussy. Um, they tend to cause trouble with other people because they think their way is the only way that's right. They're not really and truly what you would call enjoyable to be around. So someone who has soul satisfaction is enjoyable to be around. Um, a satisfied soul will know if it's not being fed. A satisfied soul is used to a refreshing of the spirit from the word. They are used to studying. They are used to um, spending time with God and the Holy Spirit. And so they miss it when they don't. It's like, it's kind of like if you're used to eating chocolate and you, you know, like I love fudge pops. That's like one of my favorite snacks in the world is, is these little low-calorie fudge pops. And I allow myself to have that. I found that over the years that I gain a whole lot of weight if I don't allow myself a goodie once in a while. So I am used to, when I come home from work, having a cup of coffee and having a fudge pop. That's kind of my reward for having a good day or working hard that day. And um, my, my body is used to that. So when I come in and sit down, it isn't long before I say, hmm, I want a cup of coffee and I want a fudge pop. And it's because I'm used to it. Well, the same goes for if you're used to spending time with God. Your soul is used to it. Your spirit is used to it and it will cry out for it. Some of you may have noticed during this pandemic that you are missing church. You're missing that fellowship with other Christians. Maybe you're even missing the Bible studies that my husband does on Wednesday nights, or you're missing these Bible studies where us women get together and we discuss these things. Um, 
I miss the fellowship. Um, I miss hearing from y'all and getting to see everybody. You know, we're just one big family. And I enjoy being around my church family. I enjoy being with them. Whether it's a Wednesday night and I'm tired and I don't do a lot of talking, that doesn't mean I don't enjoy you. Um, but Sundays, I usually do more talking. I'm, I'm more well-rested from Saturday. So, I, I miss that. And my soul misses that fellowship. Because that's also part of being a Christian, is being lifted up and encouraged by other believers. Um, it encourages me to know that y'all are listening to these. It encourages me to know that as I'm helping send out Steve's and the Sunday ones, that you are listening to them. Um, at least I know we're not wasting our time then. But I, I enjoy studying and then discussing it with you. So I do miss the discussion. Now, a satisfied soul will always be learning. You can't have a learned soul without learning. So a learned soul, in order to learn, has to be teachable. At no point in our lives, whether we're one or 101, do we really and truly stop learning. I know that old saying, it's hard, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But you can teach an old Christian new spiritual lessons because in God's time, one or 101 is still his child. We might be old by earthly standards, but our spirit can still learn things. We just have to remain pliable to God's word. We have to remain teachable and we have to be willing to listen. You can't learn something if you're not willing to learn it. Think of a, a student in school and they're too busy talking or playing on their Nintendo or, or reading a book or something instead of listening to the lesson and doing their work. They're not going to learn that portion of math or they're not going to learn that piece of history because they're not even listening. You have to be willing to listen to God, to learn from God. And those that have learned to listen to God, you may not always like what he tells you. That's a good sign that you are probably hearing God and not just coming up with your own ideas. Um, there have been many instances where God has given me a word or a message for somebody, um, and the, the particular scripture that he gave me to give them didn't mean anything to me, but it meant something to them. Um, there have been many instances where I have wanted to leave a situation or leave a place or change jobs or um, change something and God has told me to stand or to stay. Um, 
Stephen and I have both experienced that. Or to wait and watch. It wasn't time yet. When we were looking for what church God wanted Steve to preach in, um, we went through a waiting period. And we were like, God, did, did we misunderstand? Is this not what you're wanting him to do? Is this not what you're wanting us to do as, as a family? Um, and it was more or less, no, this is what I want, but it's not time yet. Now, who wants to hear wait? Nobody wants to hear wait. So, if you are truly learning, you are listening, and sometimes you will not always like the answer because God answers you with a yes, a no, or you get a wait. And wait is usually kind of what we call maybe because maybe some things have to come into play before you can learn the next step or before you can do the next thing that he has for you to do. Um, If we ignore our physical needs, then we end up with a sick, miserable body. If we ignore our spiritual needs, then we end up with a sick, miserable spirit. So you can relate soul satisfaction to quite easily to being physically hungry but it's not your physical hunger that you're dealing with as much as your soul hunger because some some people even to be quite honest try to fill up you know that empty space in them with food so there there are different things that we try to fill it up with that's where we get into that idolatry that we talked about last time so it it really depends on you learning to listen to your warning signals or your warning lights your symptoms because if you learn to do this you will know when you are so hungry you'll know when your spirit is hungry and you can have soul satisfaction if you keep your spirit fed. You can be enjoyable to be around. You don't have to become a grumpy, dissatisfied Christian. But just like eating your vegetables. Eating your vegetables is very healthy. It's very good for you. But not many of us want to eat our vegetables. We want to eat our fudge pops. <laughs> or we want to eat our candy. Or we want to eat our dessert. Everybody wants that. But they don't always want to eat the good for you stuff. And studying is one of those things that a lot of us do not like to do. Um, So therefore, we starve our spirit sometimes by our lack of learning. By our lack of listening. Or our lack of studying. Um, David gave a very good example of soul satisfaction in Psalms 63, 1. Uh, no, that's not where David gave it. 60, Psalms 63, well, he did give it in 63, 1, but he also gave it in 63, uh, three and five. Now, also in 63, two, um, 
he tells us basically how he's developed thirst. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you that passage very quickly. And it is Psalms 63, 2 through 5. So if you'd like to turn in your Bible now and find Psalm 63, let's address this scripture. We've already read 63 once. Now I'm going to start back with it just simply because this is the King James Version. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. There's that early we talked about. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Now, let's look a little bit at that. If we look, basically, because... David compares this because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. Um, so, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee, is how the King James puts it. But, whatever version that she used here says, because your love is better than life. Basically, we know that God's love is better than anything that we have on this earth. It's better than anything that's human. One, it's everlasting. One, it's all-fulfilling. We're all born with that little hole in our soul that's looking for God. That's where the soul satisfaction comes in. We've got to plug God is like the key that goes in that keyhole. And we keep looking for everything to fill it up, like I've said before. Now, my soul will be satisfied with the richest of foods. Okay, so here where it says, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. So, marrow and fatness. So, with the richest foods. Um, so, either way, we know that when we get something that's just really, really good and really, really rich, that it fills us up really quick. Um, I have made some really good quality hamburger steaks with homemade brown gravy tonight. And... Um, they were a little bit bigger than what I had realized and basically my husband nor I could finish it you know we had to put some up for later because even though it was just two steaks they, they were kind of big and they were very filling so they were a rich food a rich food is very satisfying very filling so 
This also goes back into the soul satisfaction. If your spiritual food, if the study, the word that you are getting and being given from the preacher, from the Bible studies, from the Bible, if, if you are really spending some time with God, then your soul will really get the nutrition that it needs, the spiritual feeling that it needs. Now, how do you think David recognized? She asked the question here. What clue does Psalm 63-2 suggest about how David developed the capacity to thirst for God? Well, let's look at that. Um, 2 says, To see the power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Okay, so basically, David has seen God's power and God's glory. He's experienced it. Whether he's seen it with his human eyes or felt it or whatever, he has experienced time with God. He's experienced a real relationship with God. Remember, David was a man after God's own heart. So if anybody understands what soul satisfaction is, then David should. Because how can you be a man after God's own heart without achieving soul satisfaction at least a good part of the time? Now, David was human. David made his mistakes. We all know David was, you know, too into the women. But we also know that he was called a man after God's own heart. Don't you think that God wants us to have that relationship with him and wants us to be soul satisfied? He wants us to be enjoyable to be around. He wants us to be pointing other people to him, not driving them away because we're a grumpy, growly Christian who looks like, well, bless me if you dare, God. You know, (laughs) that drives people away from God quicker with a poor attitude because you're not feeding your spirit than anything else because when we get hungry our soul growls it becomes grumpy and it basically becomes judgmental so the more judgmental a christian is probably the more soul satisfaction they're lacking they're they're not spending enough time with God to really know God and to listen and they're not listening to God a lot. A lot of times when we become real judgmental we're we're listening to our own, you know, we're not supposed to lean into our own understanding. That's where the hunger and the judgmentality comes in. Uh, the judgmentalness is due to us adding our own two cents in a lot. Um Okay, now you need to recognize the, the, the warning signals. Remember we talked about that, we, that we needed to recognize the warning signals. What are some warning signals that you think might help you to recognize when you are so hungry? So symptoms of a hungry soul are, when, well, you're, you have an inner emptiness. You have an inability to be satisfied. Um, you're, you, you seem to always be missing something. You seem to always be hungry for something. At, at some point in your life, there ought to be some times when you're satisfied. And 
Um, now we have to eat every day for our physical body. So it makes sense that our soul, our spirit is going to have to eat uh, more than just once in a blue moon. Also, uh, you are weary. You can get depressed. You can get grumpy. It can show all these different things. Your attitude stinks <laughs> or can be very difficult. Everything is getting on your nerves. Um, tired, burnout, grumpy, soul weariness. Um, number three, you can miss. You, you will literally miss the spiritual food that your body, that your spirit needs, that you're not getting. You will miss it. Um, if you haven't been fed in a long time, if you haven't fed your spirit, you may not even know you're hungry. So you need to start looking at your warning signals. You need to look at your attitude. You need to look at these things and see, okay, am I a little soul hungry? You ever go through a line and maybe they're, the cashier is kind of grumpy or snaps at the people behind, you know, maybe she hadn't or he hadn't had his quiet time that day. You know, um, maybe somebody came in that was miserable and soul weary and just sucked the joy out of their day. Um, that's really easy for us as Christians to do. I used to, when I was a waitress, uh, when I was in college, I hated to wait on Christians on Sundays that the pastor had gotten on to. Because a lot of times, if they were under conviction or if they were like this. They were so weary. They were hungry. Um, they were poor tippers and they were grumpy. <laughs> they were some of the worst crowd that you could do. And that should not be that way. If we are so satisfied, then we should be blessing that little waitress or waiter. And we should not be just such a misery to them. We should be enjoyable. Um, if you can't have an enjoyable attitude, then you really need to look at, are you feeding your spirit the correct nourishment? Are you studying enough in the Word? Are you, are you listening to God? Are you taking a time just to be quiet and listen? As well as praying the Word, you also need to listen. Um... I asked God one time why he tells me the things he does. And he told me quite simply, because I listen. I thought everybody listened. I guess not. Uh, because I've been told that he doesn't speak to everybody in the way that I hear. Maybe that's just the way I understand, but he's, he's told me because I listen. And I think that's a pretty deep but simplistic answer. How many times do we choose not to listen? Hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. If, like David, uh, you're used to being fed, you'll, you will miss it. Like the church fellowship, like we talked about, like the preaching, like the Bible studies. Um, if you've been fed on a regular basis, you're going to miss it. I've been fed on a regular basis, so I'm missing it. I'm missing y'all. Um, let's see. Uh, we said people were grumpy. They were grouchy. 
basically they, that they need to look at how they're feeding their spirit. Now, a hungry soul develops physical symptoms. And these physical symptoms is what we've discussed, the irritability, the selfish ambition. That can become your main goal. Anger. Ever know somebody that just seems angry about everything all the time? Impure thoughts. Somebody that's just eat up with impure thoughts, whether it's rage or lust. Envy. Uh, resentment. Um, eruptions of lust. Uh, all of these things can be physical symptoms of a soul that needs feeding. Now, therefore, if you are manifesting physical symptoms, what do you do? Well, you've got to study. You've got to take time to be with other Christians. You've got to take time to listen to God. If you're not, you're, you're making yourself spiritually sick just as sure as if you don't eat, you're going to make yourself physically sick. Or if you eat the wrong things. Now, we if we're thirsty, if you are listening, then it says, my mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Have you ever heard someone who just, they, every time you see them, they seem just to be a joyful Christian. They seem happy. And a lot of times, these are Christians that you hear a lot of praise out of. They're just, they're a blessing to be around. They just seem to shine with the Spirit. And they, they have this, it's not a holier-than-thou they just have this joy about them. And uh, they speak of God's blessings a lot. They speak of the wonderful things that God has done for them. Just the fact that He wants to speak to us. That, you know, if we listen, we can hear. Um, those things are very much, very much of God. Now, Psalm 71, 8 is what I just read you. And no, I do not know what version that is that she is using. Um, but basically, your your mouth is full of praise all day is what I get out of it. Um, my mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. So your mouth is filled with his praises all day long. Isn't that better than being filled with grumpiness and anger or cursing? Uh, Isaiah 54. We are to have an instructed tongue. That goes back to the learning. How can you have an instructed tongue or a learned tongue? You can't have one if you haven't studied, if you're not um, praying his word back to him if you're not letting his word soak into your heart like water soaks into a sponge now the next passage that we get into um, really when you go let's see as we get into Isaiah 
and there's Isaiah. Now we already said Isaiah 54. So chapter 50 verse 4. We get into the suffering servant. And this here is where we get into the suffering servant. And it talks about um, several things. And it could be a whole study to itself. So this is why we're going to get into it. These are called um, the servant song. This section of the Bible in Isaiah is also called um, servant's poem. Um, a lot of people just refer to it as the suffering servant. And there's several different takes on this. So I would like to take and at least do a 15-20 minute study on just it so you understand why we go into that. But I'm going to hit this verse and then I'm going to give you your assignment. And we're going to stop. The Sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue. According to the King James, it says learned tongue. So they mean pretty much the same thing. To know the word that sustains the weary. He wakes me morning by morning, wakes my ear to listen like one being taught. Now, so he wakes the ear to listen like one being taught. So as a student or one that is learned. Um, now, very quickly, a suffering servant, when we go over these passages, um, David was so acquainted with God that he considered his love better than life. Um, we should be that acquainted with God. The more that we are satisfied by God's love, the more we're going to want it. The more you will yearn for it. Are you suffering because you're lacking spiritual nourishment is the biggest thing that we're learning. God satisfies your yearnings. He satisfies the inmost places. Just open the door. We need to learn to pray that scripture back. Let's think of it like you want to be his suffering servant. You don't want to suffer from lack of spiritual learning. Um, now, at the end of this assignment, what she recommends is that you just go for a walk with God. And you talk to Him. Let Him fill your soul. Yes, pray the scripture back. But I also want you to learn to sometimes pray a little bit and then sit and listen. It's hard to hear God speak if you don't listen. It's okay to be quiet and just listen for God. 
It's often in those quiet, still moments that he has told me some of the most important things. And I'm quite sure he did that for much more important people than me, like Elijah or David. I think they really knew how to listen. Do you? Your assignment this week is to not only pray, pick your scripture and pray it back, but to listen. All right, and thank you so much for this time that you've let me spend with you. And next, I will go into the suffering servant so that you can understand this portion a little bit better. But that's a whole nother study. Uh, We'll just hit upon it the next time. I love you. I miss you. I'm ready for us to get back together. Good evening.